Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Ground ball to shortstop. The throw is to second. And again, the ball sails past LaGrange into right field. This is the hot corner. The runners will score, and a cascade of boos rain down from the stands as clearly the fans' sympathy for this scrappy little no-arm man has run out. With Patrick Harris. Now, granted, the throw was a little wide, but you got to believe that a two-arm player would have made the catch. In fact, a one-arm player would have at least had a shot at it, which calls to mind the question once again, why, with all the two-armed youngsters waiting in the minor leagues, does this team stick with an armless second baseman? On 1080s. And he hasn't had a hit in ever. In ever, Jerry. In ever. The Fan. Welcome into the hot corner for a must be a Wednesday, but baby, we always a Wednesday around here. This is the hot corner. I am Patrick Harris. We're doing our little uh, uh, to steal a term from the great Dusty Hera, the Iceman. Uh, we're we're a little Patrick Harris and friends tonight, and we opted tonight. It's just you and me, Joe. I'm the friend. It's just you and me tonight, baby. I'm the ongoing friend, the ever friend. Well, you 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 you've been the ongoing ever friend for what are we talking five years now? You know, if you want to think about it, the uh, the the Fisher friendship with Patrick Harris has lasted long before this uh, this show and this this relationship on Tenny the Van. That is true. It was wild to meet Joseph Fisher the third because uh, in my previous life uh, I had a decent relationship with Joseph Fisher the second. He's an easy guy to get along with. I love your dad. He ain't bad. He's a good, great guy to get a beer with. I haven't I haven't seen him in a long time, and that makes me sad. But God, I love that man. Well, he's uh, you're right. He might be one of the easiest people to ever go have a beer with. Yeah, most definitely, he's a good guy. You like think of like celebrities. You know, like who would you want to just if there was any president you wanted to just have a beer with? <laughs> you know, like I wasn't a big fan of uh, G. Dub Bush's policies, but I feel like if you had a beer with that guy, it'd be pretty cool. I think Barack Obama would be pretty cool to have a beer with that guy. Like, get your, like, thoughts and politics aside. Like, I think that would be cool. Joseph Fisher II is one of the easiest choices you could ever make. Well, Patrick, you'll be happy to know that he just celebrated his 60th birthday yesterday. Um, he is doing just fine, and he will be donning that green and yellow down in Eugene with me Saturday at the game and at game day as well. We'll, we'll be leaving bright and early Saturday morning to get down for game day. Does he know you're going? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I, saw- I wasn't sure if you were like waiting for the surprise. No, we did a uh, we did a surprise birthday party for him last Saturday, and I surprised him with the Ducks ticket. He also got a Tua jersey, a Dolphins Tua jersey. He's a Dolphins Ooh. fan. He got he got absolutely pampered on his birthday. Uh, have you been to a game day? 
Yes, only one. It was um, what was the year? I think it was either twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen. I think coincidentally, it was actually against UCLA as well. Were you, um, were you a, a student at the time? I was a student. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have been to a game day. I have been to one game day. And I will argue that it is the greatest game day one could have ever been at. Yeah, it's um, as a as the Duck fan going into that, mm. I, I knew we were losing that game there, at there, six a.m. Yeah, there's <laughs> no way you like the week before. It's funny. I I was I was working at Breakside at the time, and my boss said, "Hey, I got an extra ticket to the U Dub Oregon game. Do you want to come?" I was like, oh, I don't know, man. I really don't like both of those teams. And he was like, come on, just just come down. We'll stay in a hotel, and we'll, we'll party, and it'll be a great time. And I was like, all right, all right, I'll go. So I went down there, and it was this, it was this huge event. You know, Oregon beat UW for the first time in like seven years. I think it went to overtime, and one of the die kids, I think, rushed it in, and, and, and it was over, and a bunch of fans rushed the field, and all this stuff, and I was kind of like, oh, this is a pretty cool atmosphere. It was my first time at Autzen. Um, I mean, I was rooting for, you know, a, a That ter- was just like four or five years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was rooting for like a terrorist attack, but then I realized I would die too. So I was just trying to uh, have, have an enjoyable sporting event. And so we left the game, and, you know, everybody's riding high because Oregon beats UW, and we're at the bar, and then I get a text from my buddy, and he goes, dude, go to Reese Davis's. Twitter account right now. And I went to it and he said, pack your bags. We're going to Pullman only because the ducks beat you dub. So we had Gardner Minshew. We were riding high. We were undefeated at the time. The ducks were coming in. They were undefeated at the time. It was a big matchup. And the second I got the second I saw that Reese Davis Twitter clip, I started calling all of my friends and I said, who's going, are we going? And sure enough, we rented a big old RV, all jumped in, and drove to Pullman. And the game day experience was unbelievable. We went to the bar that night, uh, Friday night, and the bars close at 2. But game day starts at 6 a.m. Eastern. So when the bars closed at 2, we just walked to game day. Yep. And we were up all night, absolutely hammered. You start to sober up when it gets to like 4 or 5 o'clock. Uh, but it was one of the most amazing experiences ever. And if you're if you're a fan of a team out there that's, you know, the little engine that could, like my Wazoo Cougs can be, uh, a game day is pretty special. And so I'm, I'm jealous that Oregon's had, what what is this, their like fourth, fifth game day or something like that? So I'll always be jealous that they get it so much. But just remember, you'll you'll never forget a game day. Uh, and I believe this will be their eleventh. Their eleventh game day. <laughs> Holy yeah. s! Uh, they're seven. I believe I heard it the other day. They're seven and three when uh, game day comes to Eugene. Hey, that's not bad. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, but uh, yeah, when <laughs> when Washington State got that, even after Oregon winning that Washington game, I was like, I really don't like that. I really don't like that at all. And I remember even waking up because I was like, I want. I was like, I want to see that crowd at 6 a.m. when the camera starts rolling and it pans over and goes to the guys at the desk. I was like, I want to see that image of Pullman. Woke up, turned on the TV at 5.55, watched that scene, and I was like, 
All right. Well, I saw what I needed to see, and Oregon's <laughs> definitely losing this game today. I'm like, well, I, at least I come to terms with that now instead of later while watching the game. The, but um, the, the game day, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, I can only imagine what that experience was like because, again, the or I think any game day experience at any campus, but I I do get how maybe some schools take it for granted. Like if you you look at Ohio State, oh yeah, and Bama. some of that SEC, they've had it so many I mean, times I mean, where even, it's just like even Tennessee last week who had it, they've had it before. It, it's basically like a um, you know it's a uh, part of the college gate like Saturday experience for them. Like someone's gonna get it in the southeast, right? Somewhere in this area, right? Whereas like the Ducks. It's their first time getting it in four or five years. Mm-hmm. So, and obviously Pac-12, like, it's a big deal. Right. So people are really excited for this where, again, SEC school gets it. It's like, oh, yeah, we had it last year and the year before that and two years the year before that. And so I, I hear you, man. It's it's going to be special. Um, my dad and I, we were trying to figure out the plans. At first, he was, like, gun-ho wanting to, like, yeah, let's go down there Friday night. Let's, yeah, let's do the whole thing. He's like, thing. I'll, I'll pull a tent out. I'll camp somewhere. I don't care. And then, like. It's the state of Oregon. You and, can do that anywhere. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> and then I started, like, telling him, like, well, man, we're definitely not sleeping in my car. It's a Corolla, and yeah. you're you. I'm not sleeping in. It's just not happening. Has dad okay. got a beefy truck? He he doesn't. He's got this just the F-150 single cab. Okay. You know, and that's not happening either. Stepmom needs her car for the weekend, so I'm like, damn. I already looked up hotels down there, Patrick. It's an absolute mess. It's <laughs> we don't like, make enough money for that. Oh, my God. I, I was shocked. I, was, I jumped on Monday last week, and they were all taken, basically. The only one that was lying around was the old Welcome Inn or something like that, and it was 400 bucks a night. Like, it's just preposterous. I threw out the idea of renting a van that we could crash in. And yeah. He, he, he didn't seem – I feel like his attitude on the whole going and camping and all that, it seemed to wane over the last few days. So instead, we're going to uh, pull the old uh, fishing trip move and wake up at 4 a.m. Well, traveling to a college football game, I mean, it's only, what, three hours for you guys to go to Eugene? I mean, I looked it up from his address. Uh, he's a resident of Sherwood and hit a Ooh. couple of back roads, and you hit I-5 South, my man, and we're there in an hour and a half. Wow, good for you, because Wazoo is five, five and a half from here. And we were lucky. We left at the butt crack of dawn on on Friday, and we got in, parked the RV, and I instantly went to the Coug, and there was Reese Davis. <laughs> and you're kind of like, oh, oh, my God, and he, like, He's, he signed the bar because the, the Coug is a bar where you can, like, write on the walls. Like, they don't care. They love it. And then they paint over it every year so you can do it again. And he signed a spot which they, like, epoxied and made it so, like, you can never write over it again. Uh, and and we just lived it up because we knew we're never going to experience this again. Yeah. Um, you know, unless you guys turn into some sort of, like, Appalachian state just uh, go to some mid-major conference. When we just- start <laughs> running the Mountain West, it's over, fools. <laughs> it's over. When's the last time a Mountain West school has gotten game day, if ever? Uh, I'm I, sh- I know they do the hokey schools. Like I said, they did App State this year. I know they. I know they went to a. Uh, was it Fargo? Uh, for North Dakota State. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing that one year. They do those outliers. I, I, I know Boise. They State. went to Pullman. Boise. I mean, let's be real. That's an outlier. Yeah, Boise State used to be in the WAC and then moved to the Mountain West. And I want to say, I mean, there might have been a game day when they were in Mountain West. I'll do some research during the break. Temple has had a game day in Philly. Temple. Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure Temple has had a game day. Wow. Like recently. I want to know. I want a list of like the power five schools who have never gotten a game day and which one is the most deserving. Like Ooh. Oregon State, we know probably. Ooh, uh, like I can't think of an Oregon fun. State game day. Um, I don't think they've ever gotten one. And again, Washington State got one because they've just got that weird connection with game day flag, with the flag. Baby. Yeah, so it's just like that was you it's know like almost three hundred game days in a row. Yeah, so it it, it kind of was a uh, self fulfilling prophecy. And so, but I want to yeah, I want to take a look because I know they have a list of all the game days there've ever been and what schools have gotten them. But I want to try and see if I can conduct a, a list of schools that have not got it. I like it. I like it. Oakley Doakley. Well, we do have a baseball show to get into, and that's where we want to go. We got a lot oh, yeah, to get there, into. <laughs> there yeah. is a lot of baseball going yeah, on. I wouldn't know because, you know, sometimes these games, first pitch <laughs> is at some times that I don't remember or didn't hear or didn't know about. Uh, the Astros did close out the Yankees, so that game is over. They are up 1-0 in the ALCS. I want to talk a little bit about the Astros at the top of the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, there's a little like the Phillies all of a sudden are actually good when on paper they've always been good yet underperform. Does L.A. need a new manager? Uh, you mentioned it, Joe. I do want to get into some of the schedule stuff, too. We got a lot to get to, but we'll start with the American League Division Series. I know that ended a couple days ago, but I'd like to chat and close this chapter on the Mariners miracle season this year and talk about the little bit of the future and how it all went down. So we'll do that next. This is the Hot Corner on 1080. The- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. It's 818 here on Portland Sports Leader. 1080 The Fan, don't you forget it. 
my phone just told me we're a little bit behind on our stream, but Blazers and Kings are at half, and that score is 55-51 Sacramento, so classic NBA. Blazers doing well, and now losing. Joe, are you ready for NBA, or are you one of the guys that doesn't tune in until Christmas? Um, you know, I-, I could say I'm ready for NBA, Patrick, but I'm just going to let this speak for me. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, baby. Let's go. Basketball. Every time I hear this song, I think of Marv Albert's voice. The ball on the rim because I want to win. This is the NBA Finals. I'm Marv, I'm Marv Albert. Pay no attention to the weird hotel stuff I was uh, Yeah, no, I mean, um, quite honestly, you know, I, I've obviously loved Blazers basketball and NBA basketball. But, yeah, I'm a Blazer kid. Uh, Joey, my son, you know, he is just a basketball fiend. And so, like, he knows that he can't watch the game. Like, he doesn't have access to it. So I, I like, sent his mom a, a bootleg stream link. I was like, hey, this is for Joey. Make sure you get it set up for him. It's always in full screen because there's a Discord chat room off to the side. Uh, and you I don't want to see that. Yeah, I was like, please get it set, for, set, up, set it up for him. And then Joey today, too, he's like, he's like, did the Orlando Magic play today? And I was like, excuse me? I was like, Orlando Magic? Uh, why I, do you want to watch the magic? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I'm, I'm sure that what, why? And I was, he's like, well, Paolo Bancaro, you know, it's a number one. And I was like, oh, okay. That makes a little bit more sense. But wow. how, I, how old is Joe? Nine. He's yeah. Nine. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, he's, you know, <clears throat> he's got the fever. So I, I knew it was coming up. I knew it'd be here soon. And, uh, now it started. Yeah. I was checking box scores and Pelicans look good. Um, but Patrick, way too much basketball. Right I know, I know. I need to stop. I'm if sorry. You're, if you're flipping around channels right now, you might hear Voldemort on another channel and, and screw that guy. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants to deal with that guy. Yeah. Stick right here. Whatever. Stick right here. Portland sports leader, Tana fan. <laughs> All right. I'd like to get into this. Uh, the, the Mariners fall to the Astros in three games, uh, in the American league division series. They did not win. Uh, a single one of those games, but they did host a playoff game for the first time since 20, uh, 2001, excuse me. And, you know, that game was a marathon game. I, I knew a ton of people at the game, Big John and uh, and Jason Sukanik, both both the brothers, the Sukanik brothers were in the house. I have a ton of friends that were in the house at that game. Um, and so kudos to the big longtime Mariner fans for getting to see a a, a home playoff game for the first time. And not to mention, you're in a marathon game, 18 innings. The bars closed 11 innings ago. That's tough. That is patience. That is dedication. So there's a big shout-out to that. And what I will say, I, I, I think what I've seen on social media, what I saw on the television that night, I think I think what's really cool about this, you know, when we look back at the 2022 Seattle Mariner team is the Astros were a better team. There was no solution for Jordan Alvarez. Uh, even walking him put you in precarious situations. And so you kind of just got beat by a better team. It's like, uh, it, it, you know, it, it, it's like college football, like Wazoo hung with USC for a little bit. And then you get athleted. You just kind of get beat by people that got better, better studs. But I think what I saw again, on television, on social media, all that stuff, is you have reinvigorated 
this fan base. There is something cool, and I actually was having a conversation earlier with somebody in how this relates to the Blazers and how I think the Blazers can and should try to find a way to take a page out of the Mariners' book. The Mariners, like the Blazers, have always had difficulty signing the big free agent. I wanted the Mariners to sign Chris Bryant. A lot of people wanted... um, Who's who? Who's who's the kid? Uh, Trevor Story, you know, and and they they were never going to get that. So you have that trouble like drawing in free agents. However, after what the Mariners did in 2022, that team on television to other players around the league looks fun. You know, it's not just it's not the Blazers where it's like one guy like oh god I'd love to play with Dame, but the rest of that team's not very good. Seattle looks like a team that's like, whoa, I'd love to play with Julio Rodriguez, but Ty France ain't bad. Mitch Hanniger ain't bad. Luis Castillo ain't bad. Robbie Ray ain't bad. That bullpen looks good. They like Scott Sarah. Oh, maybe I'm a little interested in signing with Seattle. And I think that was the biggest thing that they succeeded with this year is that I think going into next year, Seattle will be a place that other people want to play. Well, I mean, you saw it with, um, I believe it was, was it you or John who had the story about Luis Castillo, who basically... It was John. Yeah, it was, <clears throat> he re-signed because of Julio. Yeah. They did the contract. Like, yeah, we'll talk, we'll we'll let it know, and then they locked in Julio, and he instantly said, I want to be here. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, like, A, <laughs> case in point right there, there's one instance of it working well for you, is that you have a young stud, a star... Coming up, that's, I mean, again, I, I, can, I can't wait to see what his career is like in Seattle. He is just going to be so good for so many years. But that already led for you, A, you made the great move in landing the pitcher at the trade deadline, but mm-hmm. now you kept him because of what you are building. And just like last year, man, uh, you know, even how the season ended, you felt that positive momentum, right? Right. A lot of teams in all sports – yeah, you can make the playoffs and lose a series, but it's how how did you get there? How did the series go? How did your team look? You know, <laughs> Dodgers lost the NLDS, and they, I'm sure they feel a hell of a lot worse about losing that series and the Mariners losing the ALDS. Without a doubt. Right? It, again, it happens in all sports. Expectations for your team. So <clears throat> for the Mariners, yeah, you lost to the division opponent in the Astros, but I think that Mariner fans will even admit to you that the Astros are in a league of their own, and we'll get to that later in the show, but... The Mariners, you got to feel good that, again, it's like just like every game you want to get better, every season you want to get better, right? You want to improve that win total. And this is another year, man, where it's just like we can build on this. We we are going to build on this. I think that Seattle is a destination that people are going to want to come play baseball in. Yeah, I, I, and there's still a lot of questions with this Mariner team. You know, what does corner outfield look like? Is Scott Service the guy? What does shortstop look like? Do you bring back Adam Frazier? Do you bring back Mitch Haniger? Can Kyle Lewis be healthy enough to play? You know, there's still a lot of questions. However, and then the, 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 the this Jesse Winker story comes out that he had he he wasn't he wasn't working out, he wasn't trying to improve, and his quote act got tired in the clubhouse. I think you look around the league and I think guys say, wow. This clubhouse is, not only does it look fun, not only are they on the precipice of potentially something great, but they're holding other guys accountable. 
And that, I think, is something that speaks volumes. And that is how you start attracting free agents. Because, yeah, the Mariners sign, you know, a Robbie Cano or a uh, 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 who, Adrian Beltre. You know, like you, they've got guys over the Robbie Ray right now. But it was never the guy you really wanted. You had to throw a ton of money at somebody that other people didn't want to spend that kind of money. I don't think Seattle's going to have that issue right now. I think people are going to want to play there. You know, it's um, it's pretty interesting. I'm just reading a uh, article from Cincinnati, uh, the Inquirer over there about Jesse Winker and um, uh, Mariners beat writer Ryan Divish basically went on there and he and I don't know if you noticed this, Patrick, but like. You, you watch the game much more than I do, but obviously Winker with the injury issues wasn't playing, but then it was like he's not even in the dugout. Like he's nope. not with the team. And I noticed that a couple of weeks ago, but I never really looked into it. Now I'm reading that basically the Mariners probably told him to stay home and not travel with them. <laughs> like they said, well, he wanted to go uh, get a second opinion on his neck, but – they're probably saying that they're like, you know what? I think that the team was just tired of him and they didn't really want him in the clubhouse for these series and this run. And like you said, it's just like they were kind of done with him. And and, I, and like you said, it speaks to a lot of things. One, hey, if you're going to do your own thing and not be a part of the culture, I mean, you saw it last year, right? When they made the trade uh, at the getting, was it going or getting rid of Kendall Graven? Uh, they got rid of him. Yeah, it's just like the and whole it, locker like, room it gutted freaked. the locker room. Yeah, so like this team's like culture is a huge identity, a la Blazers, right? Mm-hmm. But seeing that, you're like, okay, they know that they want these guys, and that when they have these free agency conversations, that the the free agents are going to see this. They're going to know that culture, that team, that. And honestly, you said, is it uh, Scott Service? Is he the right manager? Man, they gave him enough time where I think he had to say he is. That it, it, for a while it was up in the air whether, but I think it's finally come through in the end. And um, again, he's he's gonna be around for at least a few more seasons. Yeah, I mean, Julio came out and said, "I hope, I hope, I hope, uh, Coach Service is my manager forever." Right. He's like, "I want to be a Mariner for the rest of my life, and I hope Coach is with me too." And I think. I, I, I also think the biggest thing when it comes to that Jesse Winker thing to finish up on this on this culture idea in Seattle is this had been going on. This was known in the clubhouse, in the front office, for a week plus, and we didn't find out until they were eliminated. Nobody ran their mouth. And when you think about, like, look back at uh, – look, look back at uh, – Terry Francona's last years in Boston, okay? That team fell apart, and we knew it was falling apart. The the the, the fried chicken and beer and video games and people not really caring about other doing their own kind of thing. We knew about that, and it blew that team up. This team was able to keep that all in-house and let that information come out at the appropriate time. And I, again, I think it's just another thing that players are going to look at and say, I want to be a part of that. And to, to, to wrap this whole thing up, I think the Blazers could take a, take a page out of that. Make this look like an awesome place to be. Whether that's through Chauncey, through Dame, through Shaden Sharp, through Jeremy Grant, whatever, you know, Ant, whatever it is, 
make this place look fun and that stigma of you can't get free agents kind of goes away. Um, and also winning cures all. I mean, look. That's the truth. <laughs> you get a lot That's of uh, veteran uh, difference makers on teams that will, uh, in the NBA at least, they'll jump onto a team as a last hurrah because they know they can make a difference and try and win a ring. Look at Andre, Andre Iguodala. Right. I mean, he, he is one of the best examples of that. His career was kind of done. I loved him as a player. And he went to Golden State, and he was that piece of me. He's a finals MVP. <laughs> you kidding me? Andre Iguodala is a finals MVP? Yeah, he is. So it'll be interesting to see. Seattle's got a very fun, intriguing, just as a baseball fan, not even as a Mariner fan or a local guy, Seattle has an extremely intriguing offseason. So we'll see how that plays out there are only four teams left in the playoffs and one of them is here and on paper they should be here yet it's been years since we've actually seen it on the field and i want to get to that next but first my friend with benefits joseph fisher the third with sports now with the mlb app you can get baseball your way Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Corner on 1080 The Fan. Coming up in the second hour, I'd like to get into does LA need a new manager? Also, what the hell's going on with these start times? That stuff's driving me nuts. Plus, we'll have fair or foul at 9:30. Um Blazers second half is about to get underway. I will keep you guys updated on that. I mean, I think that's been a show thing every time during the NBA season. We don't really talk a lot of Blazers, but I'll always let you know. You know, just I, under ten minutes left in the third quarter. It's sixty fifty three. I want to uh, say Kings this over Blazers. I want to say this is that you can definitely watch said team and listen to us. That is the truth. You know, and for the people that yeah, don't, people can kiss my ass. Yep, that's the truth. That's the truth. I mean, preach plain and simple. Preach. Um, there are four teams left. Um, we are in the LCS rounds. In the American League, you have Astros, uh, Astros Yankees, which is real sexy on paper. And then in the National League, you have Padres and Phillies, the two low teams on the totem pole. Two wild card teams. They're now fighting, and winner goes. To the World Series, and if you've listened to if you've listened to this show over the years, um, and if you haven't, I will I will clue you into what's going on right now. I have been very critical of Bryce Harper when he was in D.C. and now that he's in and since he's been in Philly, something about the attitude I don't really like. Uh, although I find him to be an absolute fantastic player, he was my preseason pick to be the MVP again this year. Um, so I do understand his talent. There's just something about his face that I don't like. Now, a few years ago, once they got Bryce Harper, they started signing guys. Gene Segura, 
D.D. Gregorius, J.T. Rilamuto, Andrew McCutcheon. They're loading up while they're bringing guys up from the minors. Reese Hoskins, uh, Aaron Nola. You know, they signed Zach Wheeler. He, he, you know, he, he has a Cy Young campaign, all this kind of stuff. Yet they haven't made the playoffs since, what, what is it, 2011? So it's like you look at them on paper, and th- this team is absolutely loaded, yet they could never piece it together. Joe Girardi was an absolute disaster of a manager hire, even though I, on this show, I will admit when I am wrong, on this show, I thought that was a great move for them. Turned out to be an absolute disaster. Somehow, some way, in this postseason, they took down the Cardinals, who I thought was a better team than them. Paul Goldschmidt's going to win the National League MVP, not as he took, should. Not just took them down, broke their backs, Broke man. them. Broke them. Walked into Atlanta, the reigning World Series champs, who... I don't know if you can say Atlanta is better this year than they were last year, but I'm more than willing to have that conversation. Losing Freddie Freeman, losing a National League MVP is very difficult to recoup from, but Matt Olson played really well. You had a healthy Ronald Acuna Jr. You had a breakout season from a rookie in Strider. Like, this team was really good, and they struggled in the beginning, and they got super hot in the end, chased down the Mets, made it happen. And Philly made them look like fools. And so I'm sitting here thinking, okay, this team should be good. They have massively underperformed. Maybe they've caught a little lightning in a bottle, but I don't think it's going to go that far. They walk into the Padres and watching what the Padres did to the Dodgers, and we'll get, and we'll get to the Dodgers situation in about 10 minutes, What the Padres did to the Dodgers, I'm looking at that series and saying, okay, I think Atlanta lost. I don't think Philly won. But I know San Diego won, not L.A. lose. You know what I mean on that, Joe? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, there's teams that win series and there's teams that lose series. And I'm just kind of down on Philly. Game one happens and they win. I'm looking at the beginning of the game today. And Philly scored runs. They were into that game and, and, until there was that huge fifth inning with Machado and Soto just going going ham on everybody. This Philly team, I think, is finally living up to their expectation. We have known the Padres are building something scary. They don't have Tatis right now, but this team is still very, very good. They get Soto at the deadline, Blake Snell, you Darvish, Josh Hader at the deadline. This team is building to be something good. And Philly, to me, is just this like, oh, yeah, we suck. We know we suck. We always suck, even though we pay a ton of money to these people. Philly scares the living daylights out of me right now. And I can't believe I'm coming around to it. Well, and what's crazy is that, you know, they're not really doing it at the plate. I mean, outside of Bryce Harper and uh, Gene Segura, you want to know who they're? Little Kyle Schwarber, too. Uh, do you want to know? He hit a home run yesterday. That but do you want to know what Kyle Schwarber's batting in this uh, in the postseason? Oh, it's not pretty. One thirty, man. Yeah. And I mean that home run last night. That was his first of the playoffs. 
And then you have like Reese. You're in your third series. Yeah, Reese Hoskins. He's batting 133. Oh, and he had that great rookie campaign. And it's Alec just... Baum, who's a you know young stud, 174. Yeah. Nick Castellanos, 192. Oh, so he's had a disaster season too. JT Real Moto, uh, Real Muto, 214. So it's like. Yeah, I mean, inside the park, and you're like, he's great. And you're like, well, and, I don't know if he's great. And I think if, you know, this series or the series, a playoff run from the Phillies has shown that they're, they're pitching, they've got some studs, right? Yeah. Wheeler, Nola, that Eflin. bullpen's finally been figured out. Exactly. It was atrocious over the last few years. So I think that, you know, clearly is what is giving them the advantage in these playoffs. But it also goes to show, like, man, if they could put the bat on the ball a little bit more, like, how good. How good is this team? I know. It's really funny. I mean, the American League Championship Series, the ALCS, is what baseball dreamed up. Houston, New York, Battle of the Titans, big names everywhere. That's what they want. Boy, I am way more. I'm an American League guy. Always have been. I am way more fascinated by the NLCS. Well, let's face it. uh, That might just be the two American League teams. You can maybe uh, throw the Red Sox in that, but the two most hated American League teams, right? Yeah. I, I mean, the you, Yankees, the evil empire. Yeah, you hate the Yankees because of the evil empire. The and, Astros. and Houston might be the most unlikable team in the history of baseball. <laughs> yeah, they've definitely uh, taken that crown. So they? that is tough. And then, you know, there's always that little bit, you know, when you get to like, uh, you know, it's like last year in the AFC Championship, Cincinnati, Kansas City. You're like, Kansas City's awesome. And then you start watching this and you're like, oh, I kind of like this no-name team. So you get that in the NLCS. You got the five and six seed teams fighting to get to a World Series. But boy, have they, they have not looked like five and six seeds. And Philly right now, that bullpen's pulled together. Aaron Nola looks good. Zach Wheeler looks phenomenal. You got Bryce, who's a three-time MVP. This Philly team might be fun to watch. I can't root for him. I'm pulling for the Padres in this series. But I also think this goes seven. Yeah, it definitely has that potential. Um, as far as I was who- worried before today when I looked earlier, and I know we're going to get into schedule in about a half hour, but it was 2-0 early Phillies, and I was like, oh, my God, are they going to blow the Padres out? But fortunately, we're not there. With this uh, Phillies team and Padres team, I, I, I'm perplexed because the Padres, while they have never, you know, I've never seen them get to this level, there is part of me that looks at him like, eh, Machado, turd, you know, he ended up signing him. What he did to or- the Orioles rubs me the wrong way. Uh, getting Soto, eh, Tatis, he's, you know, obviously not playing, but still kind of douchey. And what's funny, like, when Soto got to San Diego, I was like, why do I kind of not like you? <laughs> exactly. Because like, in, in D.C., I was like, God, this guy's so good. I and, love watching him play. There's, like, this look on his face, like, he's got this, like, F.U. mentality that's now a little douchey. I don't know. Well, and Josh Hader. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, obviously. Uh, no, thank you. Yeah. yeah. But, and that's then, easy. But, um, you know, even just getting Josh Bell, like, Josh Bell's really good. Really good. He's really good. And so, like, when they got him, I'm like, Padres, what the hell? I Do I? I don't, I don't know if I like you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and the Phillies, uh, just on a personal note, they were, uh, be, they were after – my uh, Camden trip when I was nine, I went to Veteran Stadium when I was like like two weeks after I saw the Orioles. And um, coincidentally, it was Phillies-Padres, mm. my second ever MLB game. 
And uh, so I have, you know, I kind of lean for the or have a small percentage of my heart that roots for the Phillies. You got so, that childhood vibe in you. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, but again, I've never seen the Padres in the World Series. I like parody. I like seeing something new. So Phillies uh, for the heart and I guess Padres for the I've never seen it before. Yeah, I'm really excited to see how the rest of this uh, rest of this uh, series turns out. I will I will be glued in on Friday for Padres Phillies game three. In well, Philly. first pitch is at uh, seven forty seven a.m. So oh yeah, yeah. so I'm screwed anyway. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. So Wait, no, it got changed. You're in better luck. It's going to be at eleven twenty six a.m. on a Tuesday. Oh, okay, so in the middle of my work day, so when it's in the ninth, I can maybe catch the game without knowing what the hell happened. Right. Awesome. Right. All right. When we come back, I have to ask this question: Does the highest payroll in baseball? Does the win total leader in baseball, do they need a new manager? I wanted to get to that next. This is the hot corner. Joe Fisher with me on 1080 The Fan. The hot corner on 1080 The Fan. Say 51 will have a fair or foul at the bottom of the 9 o'clock hour. Plus, I want to talk a little schedule. And is there a clear team to beat now that we're at the final four? But we saw this. Um, we, we, we saw this. I, I don't know, Joe, how much you watched the Padres-Dodgers series. But funny enough for me, I was somebody that, you know, with the other series going on, it was one of them that I was the a little bit less interested. However, I ended up watching all the games. And I ended up being very captivated. And there was something, there was this, I don't know if it's a rivalry thing, you know, that you can, you know, it's like, like in the NFL. Like if you're in the same division and you beat a team two times and you see them in the playoffs, like get ready, you might lose this game. It's hard to beat a team three times. I felt that way with Dodgers-Padres. Like, you've owned them all season. Don't sleep on them. And the Dodgers had, or the the Padres had some mojo. There was a little bit of rain. The goose situation was really funny. So there was a lot of, like, fun storylines going on on it. But in reality, the Dodgers in no way, shape, or form should have lost that series. And you know me. I, I have been very critical of Dave Roberts. I have been very, very much full of praise for managers like Terry Francona and Bob Melvin. And I think Bob Melvin put on a clinic and showed what I think to Dodger fans that as good as you are, the talent you have, the biggest thing preventing you from having more championships from you becoming the next Atlanta Braves of the 90s is that your manager has no idea what he's doing. I mean, it, it's hard not to disagree with you because the sample size at this point is... It's large. Yes, exactly. And honestly, when you first threw out the idea, is it time for LA to consider getting a new manager? I kind of like, all right, let's calm down. They literally just won 115 games. But it's not unprecedented having a amazing year and the coach getting fired the next year 
In fact, I can think of at least twice that's happened in major sports. Marty Schottenheimer with the Chargers. Yep, which was a terrible decision. 14-2, and two, fired that after that season. And that was a wild loss to a New England Patriots team that we weren't aware were about to become what they became. Uh, you also had uh, George Carl. Yep. With the Nuggets. Yep. He was let go, I believe... It might have happened to him and Dwayne Casey. They both won Coach of the Year. I think you're right. And then they got right. let go the next, like it, after that, after the next season or and it took that like season, three or four years for those teams to come back. So I mean, again, like just just because you're regular season All Stars, you know what you do in the playoffs, man. And this just when you see something like this, it goes to show that. Postseason baseball and regular season baseball are just two different games. I know it's all baseball, but it really is two different strategies. And now you're going about it. And to me, it's just like as a, if I were a Dodgers fan, I I wouldn't mind if they got rid of him at this point. Yeah, I mean, I you know I, w- I want to talk about the Astros here in about ten minutes, and uh, you know I've been very critical of Aaron Boone for the same reason. You you have squads that should perform better than they do. And then I look at guys like Terry Francona, who, if you exclude Game 5, which I know is tough, that hindsight is hindsight, if you exclude Game 5, Cleveland was the better team between Cleveland and New York. And I think a lot of that is because Francona knows what he's doing and Boone doesn't. 100%. 100%. The Dodgers should beat the rails off the Padres. But Bob Melvin is leaps and bounds better than Dave Roberts. And that is something that I think is 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 really missing from that hindsight. And to correlate, like, when I talk about the Atlanta Braves, who won division title after division title, and they went to World Series, and, you know, Bobby Cox is a Hall of Fame manager. Bobby Cox wasn't losing because he wasn't good enough. Bobby Cox was losing because he's running into all-time great teams. You know, they beat they beat Cleveland in '95. That's their only ring. They lose to Minnesota, which has Hall of Famers everywhere. They lose to the Yankees, which that dynasty is one of the most impressive dynasties of any major sport over the last 30, 40 years. So it wasn't because he was bad. This Dave Roberts thing, this team should win every year. You're not running into juggernauts. Washington got hot, smoked you. Uh, who who am I? Th- who, who else am I thinking of? Uh, Padres this year. The Astros. Okay, they might be cheating. You might have that one on you. And the worst part about it is you're always going to be tied to that COVID season. Yep. Now I'm not going to tell you that because you won a title in COVID, you don't deserve it. You know I'm not going to trash Oregon's Rose Bowl. I'm not going to trash the Lakers. Finals win. I'm not going to trash the Dodgers for winning a title. I'll trash that Lakers title <laughs> win all day long, baby. But, but that that is going to create a bias in people's heads. What have you done for me? Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. And if I was L.A., I, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if there's anyone really available that you that they would think is an upgrade from Dave Roberts. But Dave Roberts hasn't done enough for me. And 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 this is it. This is it for me. You know the Padres. You know this team. You know how to beat them. And they owned you. They made you look like fools. Well, it's just, 
I'm going through right now year by year. You're now on 10 years of basically this Dodgers run, um, you know, of Mattingly. Well, they lost to the Braves last year. That's Ma- what I was trying to Mattingly slash Dave Roberts. So, mm-hmm. again, like, you know, when you look at that, too, it's just like, oh, man, these last 10 years, Dave Roberts just can't get it done. Well, you know, there's a good chunk of Mattingly in there, too. Right, right. Um, but, again, yeah, it's like maybe third time's a charm, man. Mattingly didn't work. He, They've gotten better with Roberts. I think you could say that. I, I think so too. I think I think Roberts was an upgrade. But again, it's just that regular season success is great, man. But when your guys don't show up, Clayton Kershaw. I mean, you're spending two hundred plus million, you're spe- and, and you're not winning championships. You know what? But also, I say Steinbrenner. That, Steinbrenner would have fired Dave Roberts five years ago. But I say to them also, you know what? Uh, too bad. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, sometimes well, also that doesn't fran- win you championships. Yeah, they're like, also a franchise that we're not going to feel sorry for. Yeah, exactly. Like, you are the L.A. Dodgers. You win. You have all the resources in the world. You have plenty of money to spend. You know, you're in the entertainment capital of the world. You guys are fine. You guys won one championship. Sucks to be you. Be be better, you know? Be That's, better. I, we used to jokingly say that in high school to each other all the time. Be better. Be better. <laughs> for the Dodgers, honestly, like, yeah, all those wins are great. Be better. Be better. Win a World Series. Win two. Win three. Win a win a full 162 game World Series. Show me. Don't tell me. And it, again, it really is like this is bad. Yep. I don't think enough people in sports are talking about like this is really bad. This is a top tier team of all time that went out in flames. Yep, it's 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 unbelievable. So it'll be interesting to see what what happens in LA. I can't imagine that leash is too much longer. All right, when we come back, loaded second hour, we got fair foul scheduling. And is there a team is there a clear, obvious team to beat? We'll do all that next. It's the hot corner. 10-8 of the fan. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.